You're listening to Duckstream presented by Gettle. Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat 'Em Up with Emerson Eatem. What's up, Ducks fans? Thanks for tuning in yet again for another episode of Eat 'Em Up and uh, a lot of fun over over the last few episodes. Of course, DSB joining us last episode. If you haven't uh, checked that out, please make sure to do so on all your favorite podcasts. But uh, a lot of fun, a lot of banter, a lot of accountability, um, obviously, with the ginormous gaffe that happened in that uh, Nashville Predators game. Uh, Got to check back to to last episode to uh, dive in and, and, and see what transpired there and uh, got to turn the page. Got to turn the page. That's just what we do here. We dissect things, laugh at others, laugh at ourselves, um, and then we get back to to focusing on on the task at hand. Big one here tonight: Winnipeg at Honda Center. Um, I, 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 it's it's tough saying this. Winnipeg was one of my my only. Uh, pick for the team that has the biggest drop in points from last season to this season. And boy, um, are they proving me wrong because uh, they're, they're a good team. They're, they're sneaky good. Um, obviously Hellbuck uh, in net. So they got the goaltending Morrissey on the back end. Um, and, you know, Shifley can do what he do uh, does. Uh, Connor, can uh, just do some serious damage. Uh, Ehlers, I mean, they, they, as I'm kind of going along here, I'm just like, oh boy, like, you know, they, they did have some pieces. Even when I made that, uh, that judgment call, of course, anything can happen. Uh, we're still uh, somewhat early on in the season. And uh, look, we haven't even, we haven't hit Christmas yet. I know it's right around the corner, but a lot can change injuries. We, we even saw the shift, uh, this season of teams struggling out of the gate, you look at San Jose and you know how they're just able to turn things around here uh, this last stretch, and we'll get to a in, in here in a second. But boy, I mean, Anaheim just only uh, two, two, three games ahead of San Jose. I'll get the the exact stat here shortly, but uh, boy, things are looking tight, and it's all right. All it takes is one game. All it takes is one game. Get back on track, feel good, um, you know, happy, happy playing, if you will, on this Eastern swing we have coming up. So look, might as well, might as well be the night here tonight against Winnipeg. Looking forward to it, but uh, let's get serious here, Ducks fans, because this is a serious time going on right now. One, nine in the last 10 games for our Anaheim Ducks. And uh two-game losing streak heading into tonight has not been easy this last stretch. And even before uh, we won that one against um, Colorado there, Colorado missing some big pieces, doesn't matter. I mean, there's going to be guys in and out of, of the lineup any any which night. So you just got to play. It's the National Hockey League. Guys are foaming at the mouth to, to step in and, and fill uh, some, some big shoes from an opponent standpoint and uh didn't matter like missing some key pieces showed up to play played a full 
60-minute hockey game got the job done. And uh, boy, what a what a thrill that that was. So uh, looking at the, the Pacific Division standings, uh, seventh out of the eight Pacific Division teams are your Anaheim Ducks. And uh, there it is, only... Two wins more than the San Jose Sharks, and and with that start out of the gates uh, with the San Jose Sharks, I mean it just it, it goes to show this last stretch for uh, your Ducks. But we're all right, we're all right. It takes one game, it takes that first uh, puck drop to to just change everything. Um, and so I, I look forward to that here here tonight to turn in the tides uh, as far as the whole conference. Uh, 14th out of the the 16 Western Conference teams, only Chicago Blackhawks sitting one win back, and then the San Jose Sharks sitting two wins back. So, um, boy, I mean, uh, it's just, it's time. It's time to rally around, stay positive, and just get down to the nitty-gritty. That's what we're going to do right now. We're, we're going to have uh, some... Well, now past a little bit past the the quarter mark of the the season here, uh, but let's let's get right to it. Just some some bulk team stats um, right now. Twenty eighth in the league in goals for two point six two is the average. So once again, in in, in a lot of these, um, besides you know special teams, really, I mean special teams are holding the fort and, and doing. Uh, better in, in, in areas than even at the start of the season. So there's, there's some bright spots. Um, there's some bright spots we'll get into from a individual player's perspective, but yeah, 28th in league in goals shots on goal 23rd, not the worst, but, uh, you're definitely in that, uh, bottom third, uh, you got power play 21.4% 13th, 13th. I mean, upper half of, of the league. And when it comes to that interesting stat, uh, they were, yeah, I think only 11 teams. If I can remember back to that episode were ahead of the Anaheim ducks in goals against percentage. Um, so to start the year, we were darn good in that category. And you could just see it. You could just see that it's like, we're, we're in each and every one of these games. Um, you know, there was not one game where we just flat out, and and of course we hit that eight two in in Colorado game. But I'm talking even earlier, even prior to that game. You know, only eleven teams were were ahead of us in that uh, goals against um, average, and it you could see it. We're just like we're only one goal away from from tying this and potentially winning it. Um, you know, if not two, I mean, it, it we're all within range of coming back and winning those and. Look, it uh, it just goes to show uh, we were in those. We just gotta sharpen some of the tools and and uh, find out how we can score more uh, because it, it certainly hasn't been the defensive play. It's uh, been the proactiveness on on um, transition, getting into that offense, and then you know what uh, what this Ducks team can can do better in the offensive zone. Um, shooting percentage and shooting percentage, it's it is what it is. I mean, it's how much shot volume. You know, you could. Uh, you know, shoot a, a ton and and not have a good shooting percentage and and still have a darn good record. I mean, that's just a, kind of a, a very gray area stat, if you will. Um, so, 
tied for 28th in the league, but it, it's not a stat in, in which it's the, the end-all, be-all. Face-off percentages, there's been guys, uh, McTavish, who had some serious stretches of just great face-off play. And uh, Henrique's a, a guy that's known for that. Um, Leo, uh, you know, had had his his moments there of, of uh, you know, just when it comes to winning face-off, it was, it was a struggle, uh, but that's gotten better. Um, so the, the overall face-off uh, percentage is, yeah, it uh, 23rd can get better. Uh, tied for 23rd, it can get better. But, uh, you know, certainly, once again, not the worst. Um, goals allowed, 3.38 uh, is, is the, the average, right? So we went from only 11 teams in front of us to, to now sitting 23rd in the National Hockey League. We dropped there. Stuff starts to wear on you. You know, you can only go so long with staying in it, and and then just the 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 emotions start to come into play. Some doubt. You're you're now entering the the third period. Maybe the past couple, like we saw in that first month, comeback wins in uh, Columbus and Boston. We all remember that game. And uh, so so there were you know even Pittsburgh. I mean, there was just a string of of games, particularly in that. Uh, on that Eastern Coast swing there, that undefeated swing where, boy, come from behind wins. And and now, Cam Fowler said it best in an interview, like, you know, it's going to eventually catch up to us. To your point, too, you know, um, a lot of these wins have been come from behind wins, and um, which is great. It shows that we're always, you know, in the fight. But um, at some point, we need to start flipping it so that we're the ones protecting the lead. And, you know, at some point, that's going to run out. Um, coming back in whatever it was, five out of six games in the past seven or six. So, um, yeah, we need to start kind of flipping the script there and being the ones that are protecting that lead. Um, if we don't really figure this coming from behind kind of uh, situation out heading into the third period, and, you know, he, he kind of predicted it, right? Now these are, these, these are games in which um, they're, you know, the, the belief is still there, the, the fight's still there, but, uh, for whatever reason, maybe there's a few as of late where the penalty trouble, um, you know, went in effect even the last 10 minutes of, of the third period. So yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it tends to wear on you eventually. And that's, uh, sort of what we're seeing here. This, this last stretch shots on goal, um, allowed, 23rd in the league. So it's not a lot of these stats. I mean, it's, it's, it's somewhat in the, you know, bottom third, but right at that, that, you know, bottom third mark, it's not like, you know, last two teams, three teams. So collectively, look, it just goes to show, like, even when you're watching in comparison to the last, maybe two years, like it, there's more, way less chasing. Um, You know, the defensive play overall is great and the numbers show it. So there's been drastic improvements and, um, you know, me and, and Steph, our producer, we're just right before this, we started recording here. It's just like, God, you know, it, uh, it's a lot better that, that road trip, that Eastern coast swing early on, you know, it, it, it really put this team on, on the map, uh, probably, you know, hired the expectations for sure. And, uh, you know, there's just more eyes now on the situation and, and, you know, things aren't, aren't going kind of how they were as, as far as those comeback wins were concerned. Uh, the penalty kill percentage. So we looked at just special teams overall with the power play, 13th uh, with the 21.4% on the power play and then penalty kill, 16th, 79.8%. Um, good numbers, good numbers. And 
I mean, to to have that good of number, I mean, over that 75% mark uh, and still be, you know, 16th in the league. I mean, that's just saying that the, you know, volume of teams um, that are just killing really well. Some of the teams that are struggling on the power play, Capitals, who would have thunk? Um, and they did some damage in that department against us uh, when they were here that last game. But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting where, where teams are at and for what reasons. 31st in penalty minutes. So 13 minutes per game, 31st. Once again, uh, it's, uh, it's an area where it's, it's cost us late, where we've been so close in it the whole game. Maybe even down a goal uh, midway through the, the the third and final frame, and down a couple uh, there late as far as uh, being down men there, and it just can't happen. There was a, a too many men on the ice call that that happened. I just look at those as as somewhat more of a, a controllables. That boy, it happened late, and just tough tough pills to to swallow. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the team stats. Here uh, is from from an analytical standpoint, and then some individual player marks where where everyone is from uh, just a, a player perspective. Because I tell you what, uh, in the midst of some some low points so far in this this early regular season here, there's been some bright spots. Um, shout out to to Brett Leeson getting getting up there on the the second line there. I mean, he's just one that comes to mind, exceeding or just maximizing where he's been out in the on the roster uh, game in and game out just since preseason he's just been phenomenal been effective if he's not score you know shooting and 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 even getting on the board like his 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 chips are are pinpointed he's using speed all over the ice he's going in the fire he's he's doing so many good things his four checks if he's f1 he's beating the the, the first deep back and get it on the inside and, and create chances for his line mates. I mean, just a ton of good things. So we'll, we'll touch on him and, and others here in a second, but going into what we just talked about, kind of the surface level team stacks going into the, the advanced uh, team stats goals for percentage for some rookies out there, newbies, maybe just some serious fans that uh, don't pay a whole lot of Attention into to the analytical side of things, uh, goals for percentage is simply looking at the percentage of goals for versus goals against for a team or player. The equation is goals for divided by goals for plus goals against uh, equals the goals for percentage. So uh, luck, ducks, right now, 31st in that category. Um, so... Once again, it's team stats, whether it's the the surface level stats that we just dissected, uh, or these more in depth analytical ones coming up. You know, if you find yourself at the bottom third of of uh, you know some of the, the the basic team stats or, or these analytical, it's just you know you're you're probably going to find yourself at uh, at at this you know area of the standings as as the Ducks uh, find themselves. And once again, it's just about really getting in depth in this. In this episode, putting the jokes aside, some of the jokes that we had last couple uh, epis were just phenomenal. Now it's just accountability. Right now, you show up to the game. What uh, what do we need to do to to improve? That's what that's what we're dialing in right now. So excited to continue on with the expected goals for percentage. Simply a ratio of a team's goals for in comparison to the opposition. Um, so pretty much anything over fifty percent indicates a team had more quality shots. 
possession uh, than the uh, than the the opposition uh, for a game period, so on and so forth. Going into that expected goals for, um, boy, forty eight point seven is is the average there and. Uh, so sorry, that was uh, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. We sit 26, the Anaheim Ducks, 48.35. Um, so 26, you know, uh, only a, a few teams below in that category. And that's the the average. You continue to find yourself in, in some of these bottom third uh, stats. It's collectively um, probably not going to bode well in the standings. And uh, moving on to the high danger chances for. So this could get a little, um, I don't know, going back to the the gray area, uh, you know, high uh, uh, high danger chances for. Um, and then I scroll over and it's high danger shots for. So a little bit of gray area. Um, Kind of take this one more with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm assuming they mean the, the they mean the same thing, uh, but take this one a little bit more with a grain of salt. I'm assuming we're we're going by. I'm assuming it's the same. The shots and chances, but um, Anaheim Ducks twenty second, twenty second um, rank in the league, and in that uh, high danger chances for. The count of high danger scoring chances for the selected team, in this case, the Anaheim Ducks, of course, um, while that combination of players is on the ice. 22nd um, with 51 average there. So it's uh, those are a few stats from an analytical standpoint uh, for your Anaheim Ducks that, once again, um, can make just the the judgment call most of those uh whether it was the the broad range team stats or a little bit more of those analytical uh the the Anaheim Ducks found themselves in the uh bottom third and and we've talked about where they're at in the standings um where they were uh, exceeded expectations out of the gate uh, a lot more eyes looking on this ducks team a lot more a lot more respect that's that's what i appreciate i i've heard less of the fantilli carlson debate rightfully so it's 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 one that uh, look carlson's just been the, the better player uh i can you could probably make the argument judging by fantilli's ice time minutes that uh he's been the more infa- impactful player uh just regarding the circumstances the circumstantial you know team by team player by player leo's had a ginormous impact on this anaheim ducks team not that ventilli hasn't but circumstantially just more you know done more damage think about that shootout goal i mean it's it's been in an uh, episode uh you know you think about that that shootout goal there and sorry i mentioned uh Mentioned uh, that uh, 60, I didn't say 60 plus minutes in that uh, Colorado Avalanche game. So 60 plus minutes with just the gorgeous shootout winner from Leo Carlson there. And he, the the key to that one, and I'm going to veer off for a second, um, but the key to that one was the, 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 the puck came up on Leo. It, it bounced. Uh, I don't know. I think over his stick, it just made a weird hop. He, he simmered it down, but, the area in which he made that last move um, and the intensity and the range he made it, you know, 
Pozvatov had no chance, no chance whatsoever. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't keep sliding to that corner. He caught himself pretty good there. Um, I was thinking the move was so drastic and scary that he was going to not be able to, to, you know, get an edge and, and you know, uh, prevent himself from sliding right into the corner. It was just such a nasty move. Uh, but it, it had to do with how late it was pulled, the range and the intensity in which it, it was pulled, the shoulder down, everyone, including me. I'm just, okay, he's going, you know, back short side, just chi. And nope, uh, goes back and ties it uh, or, or slides it home. So um, gorgeous move. And uh, yeah, that was, of course, the the shootout winning goal. Um, Gibby got the save for the win there. But um, boy, I tell you, it uh, that was fun to watch. And it just, it shows that, hey, look, look it, it hasn't happened a lot uh, recently, but uh, that killer instinct is is very much alive and, and well. You can count on on Leo Carlson to to have that killer instinct, and and for sure Gibby, uh, we've known that for for years. So, uh, see where the team's at. See, we've seen where the in the standings uh, this Anaheim Ducks team is at, and uh, just a little bit of player stats, um, starting with the the goaltending Gibby. Um, look, he is. Uh, He's playing great, and they're both playing great. And it was shown by uh, that uh, last performance, the Colorado performance for for Gibby Dostal against uh, Chicago. I mean, lights out saves, like just lights out saves. Gibby nine oh six save percentage and a two point eight two goals against. And if you look at a five eleven record, if you look at how many times this Anaheim Ducks team has allowed themselves to stay in the hockey game. I mean, it's so much of that has to do with how well uh, the, the goaltenders have played. And uh, I mean, boy, it's, you know, Gibby has just been fighting, just a sheer fighter for this Ducks team. And, uh, Dostal, Lukash, you could say the same thing. And he got back on track with that game against Chicago. Um, you know, a couple, couple iffy ones, but uh, you know, the numbers, they don't look, don't look uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I I I I want to protect myself and, and Lukash because he has been so good for a lot of this this year. And uh he's got 3.96 goals against, not pretty. 0.885 um, in similar circumstances as uh, Gibby has. And it just, it goes to show, you know, how tough it's been, how tough it's been on, on the goalies, how, you know, uh, how even better it's been than, than years past. There's, there's still been uh, uh, some low points and, and these, these goaltenders, both of them have just been fighters. Um, so it's, it's good to see. Moving on to uh, some of the the skaters uh, for this Ducks team here, and it's just no no particular four uh, D uh, starting first is a hospice going down with with our boy our our sniper our sharpshooter Frank Vetrano uh, through twenty six games. 23 points, fourteen goals, nine assists. Of course, right around what the I don't know. Nine, ten game markish, maybe even eleven. It was a, a goal a game. 
mean, that's just flat out crazy. I mean, you're just, uh, you're insane if anyone in this era of hockey is going to maintain a, a goal, a goal a game. I mean, as, as much as he convinced kind of maybe everyone, uh, fan or, or player throughout the national hockey league, uh, wise, I think he, he did a darn good job of it. But, uh, I mean, look, to start of the season at that rate is an insane pace to start out uh, as it is. And, and to assume that that would continue on, it's just, uh, you know, Highly unrealistic, but uh, he's certainly, even these last few games, I mean, he's popped a, a couple in and still shown that uh, he is deadly uh, around around the net. And, and we expect him to, to continue to, to help this team out in that category. Mason McTavish, just a student of the game. Some of these players, I'll, I'll mention their stats. Some just all, all veer off from a, a, maybe a philosophy standpoint or uh, maybe a, a metaphorical standpoint. But this this Mason McTavish, I mean, he's the first one out on the ice. He he washes his 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 glove through the pucks there onto that clean, freshly cut ice, and uh, he's the first one out. And he rips the puck over and over and over. It's just maybe Kobe esque or some of the the greats in any which sport, it, it kind of matches some of those just, you know, uh, stories, those uh, almost uh, um, spirit-like or, or I don't know, just, uh, just one of those stories. You hear Jordan and, and Kobe at 5 a.m., that, that, that kind of stuff. It just, it, it goes along with, with that and, and to a certain degree. And he is just a student of the game, like some of the, the all-time greats of, of a lot of different sports were just repetition. And he just shoots from one area, moves the pucks over, shoots from another. Uh, as I was in Pittsburgh there, Sidney Crosby was doing the same thing. And it's infectious because then Rax would, would hop in there. He's working on shots with Rax and um, McKinnon and uh, Duran uh, just on, on the road trip watching their their pregame skate, their same thing. Last guys to 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 leave, and they're just dishing five-footers um, on the strong side trying to go far side corner and uh, translates. I mean, Durant, since getting there, elevated his game, got back to some of those earlier moments in his career there with Tampa, uh, where he showed some some brilliant flashes. Uh, and so it was so highly regarded heading up there into to Montreal. But uh, look, the game's best do it. There's a reason why Mason McTavish is, is translating uh, to success in the game. It's because he's putting the time in practice. And that's that's we all see it. His, his board work, his ability to to collect pucks off the wall is just phenomenal. He works on it in a practice. Um, his shot, his big time in type moments there where he seals the game, uh, some of those comeback efforts. I mean, it's just in type, all the pressure on you, uh, you know, you could possibly put on anyone and, and he gets the job done. Uh, some of those breakaway snipes that's just pinpoint. I mean, that's just... It's not luck. It's just uh, he's putting in the time, and it's it's translating. He's a big piece of this team, and he's been uh, certainly missed here uh, this last stretch. Ryan Strom uh, is kind of the the if, if we're just going back to to historically what the bulk of these these games early on have, have been. Of course, Vitrano, McTavish, and Strom. McTavish and and Vitrano are just really going into the fire and, and winning puck battles and. And uh, you know, Stromer's been that uh like mediator, that that 
that sense of calm when just Vitrano and, and McTavish are just such dogs, just such dogs that town the puck. And uh, they score at the rate they're scoring because of it. Uh, they possess the puck in which uh, just the amount of time they do, it speaks to the level of hard work. And then Stromer's just smooth, calm, and and I love how he skates. He's an efficient skater, and he, he plays with a certain level of poise in his vision, just marked by that uh, Henrique goal back door there. Um on the power play a few games ago, just that vision, putting that puck between two of the defensemen's triangle to a backdoor um, Adam Henrique. And it's just the vision, just the patience in order to, you know, those sticks to swing over and that those triangles to to present themselves. It's just majestic. Um, so look to Stromer to just continue that consistent play. Like he's a leader. Boys love him in that that dressing room. And uh, he's he's just... Good guy, good player, and he's playing lights out. And and really, I mean, even early, I mentioned the the three guys. So you can offensively make the argument. Obviously, throw Leo in there that uh, have been the guys that have, have got it done from a scoring since each and every night. And um, look, all it's going to take is how do how how do you get even those guys at that rate, you know, number wise to to take it up even a notch. It's not an easy ask, but uh, look at some of the guys on on Vancouver's just their numbers, where they're at uh, points per game. Uh, that's what you're going up against some of these games, and you know it's it's a lot of times you just look at some of the 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 surface level stats, uh, goals who's who are they who are they coming by or, or being scored by, and boy, I mean it's just. Uh, some of these some of these teams have some absolute juggernauts that uh, do it every night and, and at a high rate. Um, Troy Terry, uh, 14 points in 26 games. Look, all the pressure in the world. Signing that big contract in the summer, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. And when I say that, it's not like he's not creating. Like if you if you actually watch the games and and veering even more so than than some of the just the maybe the stats or or what they're doing, but you know. He's playing well, and he has the puck on a stick lots. Um, he's 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 itching, and 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 you can just tell it's not one of those cases where it's just like God, I I don't see him. It, no, he's he wants the puck, and he wants to make plays. And you know, this maybe argument can even veer into high, those high danger scoring areas. You know, the ability of of everyone collectively to put that home consistently at a high rate. You know, is at that bottom third of of the league, right? So look, there's guys who are getting it done, setting people up, and shoot, if there's that backdoor play that doesn't connect, I mean, that's that's part of it. And I think as a, a group collectively, this Ducks team will figure it out. Um, they just will because they have to, and and they know that. And uh, look, as we're veering through, it has been such more better hockey than than the last couple of years, cleaner, less chasing. So. We're taking all these with a, a grain of salt, even though there's there's big work to be done. I get it moving forward, but uh, look, there, there's a lot of guys who have, you know, responded well to head coach Greg Cronin and are working their tails off. And it's not from a lack of effort, just trying to piece it all together. Uh, Leo, 13 points in 18 games, uh, went pointless there uh, against Bedard's Chicago Blackhawks the other night. I thought he had some great stretches. He always, he always, there's never a game where you're like. Phew, you know what happened there? 
he shift in and shift out, makes high percentage plays. His his quickness east west on some of his moves and crossing some of the defense over uh, has just it's so pretty. It's so fun to watch. Effortless at times. Uh, he's another guy, kind of like uh, Terry, who just they're pumping their feet and their ability not being known, both of them as, you know, power forwards or guys that, you know, finish their hits. Um, maybe not finish their hits is the, is the right pers- uh, uh, way to put it, but but guys who just clobber guys or, or you know, put to, put the opposition kind of on their on their behind, if you will. Um, not known for their their uh, over high power level of hitting kind of say the gudos, if you will. Um, but they go stick on puck with a purpose and methodical and they lift sticks on the back check. So it's just been so fun watching Troy, um, you know, do that on some of his puck touches. And then Leo, I mean, just he, he does it. He he's F1 on the four check first forward in like he is. You could just see the body language trying to get on the inside. And that's why he's. Creating so many chances for for himself and uh, and his and his line mates. And the great thing there was that question mark of finishing ability, not long term, but through the preseason. There's four glorious chances in a preseason game at Honda against uh, Arizona. I think the Ducks still came out the win, but it was like four, you know, two in tight partial breakaways. Uh, just some brilliant high danger scoring areas where he wasn't finishing. But boy, that has not been the case. Here thus far in the the uh, early portion of the regular season, I mean, almost half a point a game or half a goal a game, and uh, here he's known as just a playmaker, a facilitator, if you will. And and look at his his goal production. And who knows? Who knows if if everyone, everyone, you know, Terry, you know, other guys on this roster were really putting it together. And uh, you know, hey, that helps guys get bumped up in the assist department. I, I fully believe at uh, some stretches that's that's the case for Leo he's just he keeps creating Mitikoff he started out of the gate from a, a just a points he's got 13 and 26 which is just great great uh for a player like him as young as he is just to to have that kind of confidence and have that kind of output um you know what what's what's going to be here next year the year after it's going to be scary um but uh he's just playing well he's, he gets it done at uh you know all three zones um there's just one time where he collected this puck without breaking stride. The puck came to his skates, and he just he, he kept skating. He right from the skate, right to the stick, didn't break stride, and that, that was the highlight for me. He had a squeeze off a def- another neutral zone play a little bit earlier on in the season where he just he stick on puck, um, not even shoulder on shoulder. He he goes in front. He goes a little bit in front, takes away the the hands and stick there, and it deadens that that what was puck carrier, that pressure player. Now you just put him behind, stocks, stops him in his tracks, and he just went right along, kind of as smooth as that uh, him collecting that puck in his skates. So he's just, there's been such uh, good things out of Mintikov. He's He's got to just continue to, uh, hey, exceed expectations, play uh, beyond his years, if you will. Cam Fowler, look, from a, a production standpoint, is starting as good as ever um heavily re- relied on from a, a total on ice perspective as he's you know year in and year out for his 900 plus games in the national hockey league all with anaheim duck uniform i mean he is being relied upon these last couple of years more than he's ever been and look at the numbers um look we can make the argument defensively can he get even better numbers sure uh 
Yeah, of course. But look, he's at advertising. That's all business. And, um, you know, that leadership, that, uh, that quote that he had that in that post game presser, you know, it's not going to continue to happen if we don't uh, work on it. And that's just sheer leadership accountability. He continues to just do great things for this organization Had his birthday uh, a couple days ago. Happy belated birthday, Cam. It's been fun uh, getting to know you and just uh, over the years, senior, senior blossom, uh, Adam Henrique and, 11 points in 25 games. Once again, hey, good numbers. That's kind of where he's at. 40 on pace, 40, 40, 50 points on the high end of his career. Um, look, he's where he should be at. Maybe a player that's once again, there's times where he's in the top six. So you look at Vancouver's numbers and you look at what's in their top six, and that's just, you know, simple math. That's all it is. Um, guys are are being relied upon more than ever before in a quicker turnaround than some. Uh, predicted. I certainly did. And I thought just the year this was going to be great. And it has been at times. And now we're just dissecting it. We're dissecting it, how we get back on track here. Accountability. That's what we do on, on Eat em Up. And that's what the Anaheim Ducks are currently doing uh, in the locker room right now. Of course, head coach Greg Corona, we knew that from the start, um, was going to be a huge change uh, in that locker room. And you could see it. You could see it. Sam Carrick. And I'm going to bunch uh, bunch these two up. Sam Carrick and, and Brett Leeson. And they deserve the individual attention a hundred times. Um, they have been so good from preseason till now. Brett Leeson getting those second line minutes early on, and they got bumped back there a little bit later on in the game, just trying to get something going. It's one nothing for so long, just you know. And that's what's tough, right? That's what's tough on a player. It's like you, you finally get bumped up, you earn it. Um, you're probably the, I'd say maybe the best skater in the game, Brett Leeson. I mean, he was creating early, making his line mates better there, even on the, the second line. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to go back to, to what you know, try to, uh, you know, create more. And he continued to solid play uh, going back on onto his original line. But Sam Carrick, just seven points, 26 games, five goals. And, uh, you know, Brett Leeson, six points. But he made the Got to be careful and say that he might have made the best pass all year in that Nashville game, uh, the hot fart game. Uh, yeah, he he made the one of the better passes I've ever seen on an ozone entry three on two. Um, you had Max Jones being a dog streaking weak side behind. Um, you had that middle driver uh, going to the net, but behind that weak side D and. That's hard. That's a hard pass from a long distance, and it's hard. You just got to get your bottom hand low and just drive right through, and that's what uh, Jonesy did. But, boy, what a pass from uh, Brett Lee. And he just continues to create. He, and it's just because his backup game's so good um, that it's, it's – it's, you know, he's finding uh, areas to succeed offensively. Radko, he's getting it done in the offensive category, especially when this team's needed him. I mean, he's got some big points late in games, big-time goals. And it's zero hesitation from him. He's just getting rewarded from keeping it simple. He just he puts that puck right right on the tee there, skates into it, blast. He had, uh, I think he was number one. Rad- Radko Gudas, number one in the league in average uh, shot speed. And so, and that was, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks back, I, I saw that stat. Where he's at now, he's got to be, of course, top five still. But uh, boy, 
I mean, that's that's saying something. And it's just plain simple. It's getting shots through, putting it up in a tee, and just leaning down on that twig and uh, getting it at the net. And so he's getting reward for doing that. And I can go on. I can spend the next three hours uh, talking about Radko Gudas and all he's brought, uh, good things he brought to this team. So I'll cut it right there, and I'll, I'll uh, save you all some time. Uh, killer, playing better, playing better. But once again, he's Tampa, two cups. He was relied upon, yeah, top six, but this is an organization here with Anaheim turning the corner. You know, guys are just getting going. There's future Kucherovs on this Anaheim Duck roster, 100%. And so it's just a different dynamic. Certain guys are at different points of their their young careers and a lot of expectation. You just got to tip your cap to them because it, it's not easy with the, the amount of pressure with, with some of these young guns and they're just getting it done. And really it's the leaders, the the guys who have been in the league 500 plus games. Hey, this is whole, oh, these, these, these young, young players can really get it done. I know I just got to uh, take it up a notch myself. Uh, Max Jones, much better hockey. And even before that Nashville game where he popped off for two, I mean, um, there, there was just some some solid stretches, and I'm I'm saying Nashville game. I apologize. Um, that Leeson pass came against uh, Edmonton. So Max Jones with with two goals on that loss in Edmonton, uh, but he was a dog in that game. And what a what a pretty pass that was from Brett Leeson there on that entry to weak side uh, for 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 Max Jones there. But um, yeah, I mean he just ever since that scratch, ever since that scratch. Oh my God, what was it? 10 games ago or so now um, where he uh, he's taking it to another level and uh, just good on him. Good on him. Sylvie. Sylvie was bumped up to, to top six and he was uh, scratched um, for one. Those, those both, you know, happening in the, the last uh, boy, even five games now. Um He's been in the league a long time, and I can honestly say he's making plays at at a at a very solid rate. Like it just, Sylvie's another guy where he's it's it's not for lack of trying because uh, like he got that goal disallowed, right? <sighs> Boy, tough. Um, he was a fighter in that game, leading to that goal that got disallowed there, and uh, it's a tough break. You know, it's uh, it's tough. Things aren't going. You know, that's the that's the the goal to, to get over the hump and, and, uh, you know, give yourself a chance to, to win that game. And it's tough. A lot, a lot of, uh, just bad breaks too, within this, this stretch. So Sylvie, it's, it's, he, he keeps wanting the puck and, and, and being a, a spark plug out there and he's going to continue to do so. And, and, you know, maybe turns around statistically a little bit and gets, uh, gets up to that, that 30 plus, maybe in 40, 40 point mark, a lot of, a lot of games to go in this, this season, uh, I had back in nine and, through 19 games, um, you know, just he's been he's been great. He's I think you know uh, early on were, were some of his better stretches, but uh, he's doing the the little things that uh, is buying him just consistent starts, and uh, he's coming to the bend. And, and that's another guy with injuries in his career, getting traded, switching organizations. I mean, who knows what what the ceiling is for him uh, because his. He's getting up in the rush tons and, you know, there's certain areas where, you know, maybe he's not known for doing, he's, he's doing, and, uh, he just wants it. Uh, Jackson Lacombe, three assists in, in 25 games. I just go back to head coach Greg Cronin and that's not for 
McComb, just leader in that rookie faceoff tournament. Great preseason. Uh, just that goal he scored there, streaking wide. Oh, so pretty. Uh, and just looking for for more offense. I think Greg Cronin, that's that's uh, his expectations. Some great college numbers. Um, you know, he he has been jumping up in the rush way more and get more active weak side in, in the D zone. So it, it's coming. It's coming for him. His his defensive play. There's one turnover he had on the on the PK that uh, you know a couple couple passes later. It was uh it was a goal against and you know that that happens that that just you know you're not gonna nail it on the head each and every time but you look if if you look at the 25 games he's played um he's looked good and just offensively he's got another gear that's 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 how you define that one Lou no he's gonna be stud he is a stud what am I saying he's going to be he is a stud right now um he is a stud. Um, expect him just to continue to blossom, whatever the game plan is. I'm going to stop myself there. Whatever is an envisioned in this whole process, not going to make any predictions, whatever. I'm, I'm going to trust the, the Verbeek process when it comes to uh, Luno. And, um, you know, I know head coach Greg Cronin practice in and practice out, game in and game out, has given all of the highest end advice for him to uh, – just do some serious damage moving forward. Um, still waiting on uh, Jamie, you know, and that's just a, a big question mark. And we're we're wishing for the best because uh, this this Ducks team could could use some uh, some Jamie, some uh, some Dries. So um, thinking of you and uh, Drysdale, you know, once he's back, whenever that is, it's going to take this this team up to. Uh, no, they're not. And there haven't been many teams, perennial, just high-ranking teams in the National Hockey League that have been missing a, a, a marquee piece for this long as Jamie Drysdale. Let's call it what it is. So he's just going to come in whenever he does and, and take this uh, team to a whole nother level because um, prior to the injury, he was on pace for 50 points. Um, and, uh, you know, just, boy, I tell you, it's 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 tough. Um Ross Johnson bringing what this team, uh, you know, uh, from kind of like a, a enforcer, more of an enforcer than probably since uh, Delore was here. I mean, just straight, you know, that kind of mindset. I mean, he's, he's brought it and he's wanted it. Sometimes you, and it doesn't have to be just Ross, or sometimes where he hasn't been in the lineup. Uh, playing the the eighteen games um, he's played so far, so he's he's missed a few games. Scratch, maybe needing a, a different piece, uh, going against that that team in respect uh, that night, uh, and, and so or that res- going against that uh, respected team that night, and and he's look, he's answered the call time and time in time time and time again with uh, just dropping them with with anyone who's who's called him out, and sometimes from a team standpoint. This is the Ross Johnson. He's he's answered the bell. Um, sometimes I question when the fights are happening. So it's been games where that fight, you know, happens being down three, four, right? And it's just when you're down too early, bang, that's just the time to do it. And then you try to the, the two goal lead, worst, you know, most dangerous uh, lead if you if you have it in hockey, 
is that is that being up two goals because you're oh then you start to to sit back a little bit you could start uh you know overdoing things overthinking and then that team was trying to attempt to come from behind is just hungry and and playing the backup playing you know relentless physical so on and so forth so um but that two down two goals is just Ah, that's 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 the marker. That's that's where you you would like to see those gloves being dropped, and that's just what we need moving forward. Um, Labushkin has brought a ton of good things. Uh, look, if you can come in with a, a powerhouse and and uh, Mintikoff and and just hold the fort, look, you know the coaching staff are they're they're smart enough to uh, just know that that's that's the right duo and uh, that that that's certainly indirectly saying high praise when it comes to to Labushkin there. Brock McGinn has come out and his last couple of games have for sure been a lot better than than coming out of the gate. And it's just tough. You, you look at the Kaloran situation, situation, same thing, um, where it's you know it's tough to to miss that amount of time and and come back and expect to be just you know pinpoint sharp. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy. So we just hope that, uh, Brock continues to be a force out there because he's moving his feet. Um, he's moving his feet. He's going in the fire. He laid a big time hit the other night and it was gorgeous. So only good things to come for him. So we're still waiting on Z, you know, hopefully from a, uh, health standpoint, he's, he's getting what he needs and, and you can certainly count on that with this, uh, Ducks medical staff, um, and uh, look, there was some solid play when you know maybe wasn't getting rewarded in the the goals assist column, but boy, there was some solid play with there, and everyone's got to score more. You know, everyone just gets more assists if if their line mate scores, and and vice versa. Uh, that's a lot of it, a lot of it. So guys are going to get rewarded uh, as long as they continue to work hard and, and just finish, uh, you know, figure out the the high danger scoring areas um, and just you know, get a little bit better in that, that department as far as uh, finishing those off. Bo grew, Bo grew. And this is a, a great player to, to end off on for this sole reason. He is doing such good things out there. Um, there's a lot of times I come across myself just saying like, what an individual effort from Bo grew starting, starting way deep in the D zone, um, into the neutral zone, uh, patience, um, He's got a great shot. He's got an underrated shot. Just the you know, he's more talked about his face-off play and some some other areas, but he's got a prime time shot. And that's why a lot of those times, you know, you're maybe thinking, okay, why, you know, Brett Leeson, why not, you know, someone but you know, Bo, because they see it in practice. They see it uh just that potential in that shot. Um, uh, and I just think he has such good work habits. A he has a great skill set. B. Um, when he ties those two together, he creates such just great puck touches out, out of some of his rushes. Like I mentioned, starting out of the D zone, and then I start thinking, God, that was such a great effort. But what happened? Um, sometimes on the entries, maybe making one more one more move, and he's got that shot. And and sometimes it's just not getting through. Um, there was one time where he popped down, I think it was against Vancouver. Don't quote me on it, but he, he popped out and he was looking for the pass where boy, there was a serious angle at the net to put it maybe far side over the pad or, or a short side shelf in, in that circumstance. And, uh, he was looking for the pass, it was a little bit of a whole play and, and nothing came of it. And I tell you what, 
when Bo matches the great initial puck touches into, you know, whatever sequence comes about, when he finishes on those primetime chances to finish, he's going to start putting it together on a, on a numbers uh, standpoint. So there was a lot to digest there. What's my final thought? I'm going to keep it short because there was just so much content. We got the jokes out a couple episodes ago, last two episodes. This was all business. This episode, what does this Duck team need to do to come in starting tonight against Winnipeg at home? Big Sunday game. And that is just finding it within each individual on that uh, on that Ducks team. From the veterans, it's just like, okay, playing solid, need more. Going back to some of those those Vancouver Canucks, those those young studs on that roster. Uh, and are blossoming, you know, JT Miller blossoming into that just perennial year in and year out superstar. I look at that team, it's just similar, right? A lot of young, young players. And a lot of those guys are just like exceeding expectations and, and a lot of times carrying that team on their shoulders individually. And I know what needs to happen for the Stucks team is the killers, um, the the Frankie Vetranos that pff, I'm already playing darn good, um, exceeding expectations, so on and so forth. How do I take it up a notch? That's what it's all about. You know, who in those one nothing being down by one Chicago Blackhawk games like last game. Who, who who's gonna I'm gonna be the guy. Who who's gonna be saying that I'm the guy to put this team on my back and get it done? We just need we need multiple of those each and every night and just consistently. And once we do that, once we have more guys with that dog mentality of I it, it's gonna be me being down one with a couple minutes remaining and then getting it done. I, a big example of that was Troy Terry in that uh, Arizona Coyotes win. Oh, boy. Shot off the flank on the near side flank on the power play short side G. Um, you know, the OT winner. It, it just, that is a game that I think like, yeah, that's just, okay, so we, we need one of those every night. It's just, that that that's what it is. And I'll leave it at that. These dogs that are in the Anaheim Ducks dressing room. They're going to be dogs here moving forward. Starting tonight against Winnipeg. It's not a it's not a, you know, you look at Montreal, god, you wish you would have liked to have that when you look at St. Louis at home again. <sighs> Tough. Like those are just standing wide, but it's never easy. It's the National Hockey League, baby. There are dogs in that Ducks dressing room and there are going to be more guys I know moving forward that are are just going to be thinking to themselves, it's going to be me on this shift or tonight. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.